The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk about Monday Night Raw and the face-off between Cody and Drew McIntyre. And could there be another possibility for Cody to finish the story? Also, we're joined by the former WWE performer Dana Brooke, Ash by Elegance. And could she be going to TNA? We'll find out right now on the Busted Open podcast. Some of the best promos is when you don't scream. Some of the best promos is when you don't raise your voice. And I really like what Drew had to say to Cody last night on Raw. Very strong opening segment. I've been enjoying Drew. Uh, not that I've been, I, I've always enjoyed Drew. It's just the believability thing. I've been believing more in Drew on the microphone lately. You know, last week, I, when Drew and Punk had their in-ring, uh, I think I used the word whiny. Drew Drew was coming across whiny. And I, and I don't like that. And actually, one of my friends who watched the show said, why does Drew whine so much? And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that because that's the way I f- felt. Cody actually threw the word whine in the in his promo last night also. So it does sound at times like Drew's like, oh, but it was supposed to be me, and oh, woe is me, and what about Drew? The more they get away from that, the better. I don't want to see a six-foot-five bad mother trucker who looks like he could just walk through you, wine. So, good stuff last night. They started the show with Drew. They ended the show with Drew. <clears throat> Not really sure where Drew is going to wind up. Do you love Drew right now, or do you hate Drew right now? I, I don't. I don't love him or hate him. I but I but I kind of understand where he's coming from. At the same time, but he's also saying it to people that I'm rooting for, like a CM Punk, like a Cody Rhodes. And it's interesting because next week we're going to get a face-off between Cody and Punk. Hey, I'm a big Cody guy. That's taking a big chance. You're, you're, you're pretty much taking your two most popular wrestlers on Monday Night Raw and having, having them have a face-off on that show. Woo. Talk about leaving the decision in the people's hands. Yes. Talk about leaving it all up to the fan base of which baby face they support more. 
Now, maybe they're going to advertise it, but before it even gets off the ground, it's going to get busted because Drew was in the ring with Cody last night, and then Drew was in the ring with Punk the week before. Maybe we get that moment. Maybe we get both of those entrances. Maybe we get that build. Maybe we get Punk raising the mic up to his mouth and Cody raising the mic, and we get a stare down and a smirk, and here we go. Boom. Drew interrupts. Ooh, people are going to be pissed off about that. It's, we shall see. Just, but it's just on the scenario that I just laid out alone, not because it's my idea, but that sounds intriguing to me. Absolutely. Is Drew going to take this all away? Is he going to get involved? Are we going to get a little bit of Cody and Punk and then Drew ruins it? Are we going to get a three? Like, who the hell knows? In, in, in your scenario, I guess it would come down to Drew. Because if you do have that face-off and Drew interferes, all the heat's going to fall on Drew, which is what you want. But again, I, I say this week in and week out, and I understand the whining part. That's what Cody said last night. That's what Seth Rollins has been saying. But I do understand where Drew McIntyre is coming from, especially when it comes to him talking about Jey Uso and the Judgment Day. Because before it was Jey Uso and the bloodline that kept interfering and preventing him from gaining a victory. Now it is the Judgment Day. And there is nobody on Drew's side. There's nobody that has Drew's back. And it feels like everybody's kind of passed Drew by. So I understand where Drew is coming from. But that's what makes this compelling storytelling, Bully. It doesn't have to be black and white. A lot of times in the WWE, it is bad, good. There is a lot of gray area here. And you just said it best. Now the people are going to have to choose for themselves. And when it's Cody and Punk in that ring, it's going to be interesting to see where the people lie because I felt like when it was Seth and punk people more people leaned more towards punk. I wonder how they're going to lean when it's Cody and punk. Dave, if you're not sure off the top of your head, Andre, please check this out for us and throw it up in the chat. Where is Monday night raw next week? All right. Yeah. We're going to have to figure that out. I I'm not hundred percent sure where raw is, but that's going to be very telling too. Right. But I feel, but I feel like, Bully, unless it's in Chicago or that area, I would feel like the crowd is most likely going to be behind Cody. Would you Why? agree? Because I just I think feel... that's your I I I think that's your fandom talking right Interesting. now. Interesting. Interesting. But don't you think that Cody has done more of a better job of being like you said, the people's performer, the people's wrestler? It's in New Orleans. I don't think that that um, benefits either one of them. I agree. I, I mean, no, it's not a detriment to either one of them. You know, it's, so it's, then it's, it's equal it'll be a playing good gauge. ground. It'll be a good gauge then. It would be. A I good think gauge. it's going to be an excellent gauge. Now, okay, you said Cody. Just tell me why. Just because I feel like Cody has done more than anyone to kind of be like you said, the people's wrestler the people's champion like you said the champion of the people i believe that's cody cm punk again he's throwing out those key words he's talking about business he's talking about not wanting to have friends like little by little he's throwing he's still the cool out. kid with the cool entrance music that wears he's still off the after rebel. a while 
that wears off after a while. Uh, he's only been back for six weeks. And out of the six weeks, he's only been seen three of them or four of them. He's still rel- he's still a shiny new toy. I'm wondering what the nation thinks. If the nation thinks that the fans are going to side with Punk or the fans are going to side with Cody. It's it's that, that's a true test for Cody, don't you think? Like you just said th- the shiny new toy, he's back, he's the rebel, he's the cool kid, you know? Is Cody going to be able to compete with that? And and who are the fans going to be behind? Or maybe it's a case bully where the fans are behind both. Cody comes out, they cheer for Cody. Uh, Punk comes out, they cheer for Punk. But I will say this. Was it last week or the week before when Punk was going through those names? When he mentioned Cody's, Punk got some boos. So I'm I'm very, very interested on by what we're going to see next week in New Orleans. And it could be a sign of things to come. Who knows? The WWE might be showing us the two champions that are going to take us into 2024. Maybe Cody wins. Maybe Punk wins. Maybe they want to get a gauge on both of these guys and how they would be as world champions. On the surface, it makes for compelling television. Beneath the surface, it could very much tell the WWE who the people albeit just in New Orleans, are behind. Agreed. And you said, co- you say co- like, to me, to me, it is very 50-50 right now, and it will come down to the verbiage. I'm wondering, Bully, and I'm just throwing this out there, because obviously we've been completely focused on Cody and Roman Reigns. And DDP was on our show yesterday and said, that he felt you asked him the question hey it's about the championship but is it about roman ddp thought cody needs to beat roman for him to finish the story but do you feel that way and could it be this world heavyweight championship that cody goes after and maybe if i don't i don't want to see seth cody for but what if it's punk what do you mean what if we get Seth and Punk before WrestleMania 40 and Punk's your world heavyweight champion? And then we get Cody and Punk? Yes. And that means that Roman versus who? Rock. For the championship? Yes. If I put my business hat on, sounds amazing. What does that leave for Seth? I don't know, but I'm just throwing out that if there is something to this injury, and again, please, we hope that there isn't, and we hope that he's fine. But if there is something to this, could you get the title off of Seth, put it on Punk, and have Cody Punk and Roman Rock? Uh, You know, unfortunately, one of the first things that comes to mind about Cody versus Punk for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship is a giant middle finger to AEW. And that's just what just popped into my head. Now, do I think that's going to be on purpose? (laughs) Well, maybe. Here's your two biggest stars. 
that you let leave or they left or whatever the reason doesn't even read they were there but i'm over here now yeah and those guys would main event night one can you can you kind of understand where i'm coming from with that of course i don't think listen i'll say this I don't think that would be the top priority. Like that's no. not even that's not there. But it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a <laughs> fuck you and yeah. a little bit of a nice little little gravy on the potatoes, right? Yeah, yeah. Like again, a little cherry on top of the Sunday. Not the top priority, but it's a it's a nice little parting gift, if you will. But as much as it's peas and carrots, and if not peas and carrots, just garnish. It's still one of the first things that popped into my mind. And it's not because of the WWE or AEW. It's because of social media and fandom and tribalism. But they could also make this a part of the story and they can make it work. They can make it work in this respect. You don't have to bring up AEW, though Cody has brought up AEW in past promos. But Cody could bring up the fact that I chose to come back here. I love where you're going right now. I chose to come back here. You had to come back here. Love that. I Love walked that. out. I walked out. You got kicked out. Dave, this is off the top of your head right now. Yes. That might be the greatest thing I've ever heard you say on this show. That alone, now you don't have to you don't have to bring up AEW. Oh, it's not about AEW. It's about the road that got them back to the WWE. I walked out. You got kicked out. Love it. This was my choice. This was your only choice. Damn, brother, that is good. Well, being around you, bully, I learned a couple of things. No, 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 that's good. I like that. That's great. That's a that's, story. That's a great writing right there. And Punk being the asshole and Punk being the punk wants to prevent Cody from finishing the story. And Cody's trying to capture that WWE championship. I I think that's compelling TV leading up to WrestleMania. And like you said, that's a main event match. So Punk gets his main event match at WrestleMania. And Cody gets to finish the story. If this is told the right way. And Bully, I'm just speculating here. I'm just throwing this out as a scenario. But if this story is told the right way. Is anybody going to be complaining, myself included, that Cody's not wrestling Roman? I don't think so. I think if you tell the right story and then you make it about the championship, I don't think anyone will be complaining that your main event for night number one is Punk and Cody. Oh, there will be complaining because if there's one thing I've learned, especially in the past couple of weeks with with wrestling social media is that they complain no matter what. No matter what, there's complaining. So, yes, there will be complaining. But I love what you laid out. Love it. If for some reason... Now, is your scenario based on Seth not being able to perform because of an injury? That that could happen, but this also can happen as well. If there, We talked about a way of Roman dropping the title before WrestleMania 40. Is there a way that Seth Rollins could drop this championship before WrestleMania 40? I tell you what, in wrestling, you never take it personally. But if Seth Rollins has been your workhorse champion and the guy that you put this strap on first, and he's good to go, to take him out of that spot is a real kick in the balls. 
Then what are you doing I, with Seth at WrestleMania? Seth I and can, Drew? Seth and who? It would be, you know what? It would be a kick in the balls if you had Seth hold this championship, be a workhorse champion, be there for you week in and week out, and then have him drop the championship before WrestleMania 40. But I also think it's a kick in the balls, Bully, if you have this story laid out for Cody Rhodes. And then in the last minute, you pull the rug out from under him and don't have him face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. But the story that you laid out, the foundation of the story lies within AEW. And the backstory about a company that, when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, really doesn't exist to the WWE. It's not competition to Raw or SmackDown. No, not at all. Obviously, with the Wednesday night thing, it was what it was. And I will tell you this, and I thought about this last week. It would be very interesting to see what would happen if Dynamite and NXT went head-to-head on Wednesday nights again. At At this juncture, now that the honeymoon phase is over, it would be really interesting. It would it it would be interesting. I mean, if NXT and who knows, maybe with these new TV rights, you never know if if nights may change when it comes to the future here with TV programming. But go ahead. But I love the idea that you laid out. That's like in the, in the six and a half years we've been together. That's probably the 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 best idea, the smartest idea. I love the verbiage that you laid out. Because it's a quick hit. It's not long and you know drawn out. It's it was I chose to come here. You had no choice but to come here. Uh, I walked out. You got kicked out. Man, if that ain't a one-two shot right there, it's hard to come back from that. It, that it, is that is when you are smacking the guy across the ring from you with brutal honesty and truth. And again, you're mentioning AEW without mentioning AEW because, hey, hey, listen, look what Drew McIntyre's been saying in almost every promo about how he had to leave to reinvent himself to come back. Cody was saying the same thing in that promo last night. They keep acknowledging about life outside of the WWE. Bully, for the longest time, WWE never acknowledged anything outside their bubble. Now more and more, they're acknowledging, acknowledging things outside the bubble. You're not going to say AEW. You don't even have to go there. You're just talking about, hey, I chose to come back. You didn't. It's, but, it's- now you're, but now, Dave, you're assuming that your entire fan base knows the story of Cody and Seth. I'm sorry, Cody and Punk in AEW. And I talk to enough people, just just acquaintances of mine, who'll be like, Hey, man, the radio show's going great. I heard such great things about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to hang out on Wednesday? Well, I can't hang out on Wednesday because I do a radio show at night. Really? What What? What radio show? Well, I, I covered Dynamite. Oh, it, that's the that's like the other show that's on? Yeah. Like, diehard AEW fans know about, you know, diehard AEW fans know when Tony Khan takes a dump and wipes the backside. Okay, but you're I think the majority of wrestling fans around the world, especially WWE Universe fans, they're not they kind of know about AEW, but not really. Yeah. And again, like you and I understand where you're coming from, 
but it doesn't even have to be about AEW. It's just about the road to come back to the WWE. Like, you know, hey, Co- uh, CM Punk keeps saying, I'm back home, I'm back home. You know, Cody can turn around and say, no, this isn't your home. This is my home. Nobody wanted you back here. You had to come back with the tail between your legs. Again, you're right. You'd have to explain some of the story, but I feel like they've been doing that already because every promo they keep acknowledging about how they had to go somewhere else and come back. Punk, McIntyre, and Cody keep mentioning that with almost every promo. So it's actually talking about it without actually talking about it. Could they pull it off? Sure. Do I think there'd be some confusion? Listen, hasn't Punk tried to hit a couple of lines since he's come back that it fell on deaf ears? Yes, yes. I'll use that as my barometer for why maybe people wouldn't get it unless they blatantly mentioned AEW and what went on there. It's just another scenario, Bully, because... Everybody thinks they know what they're going to get at WrestleMania 40. At this point, Bully, I have no idea what we're going to get at WrestleMania it's, 40. It's so funny because you just you just basically said it's an alternative suggestion, right? Yes. So when I came up with the alternative suggestion a couple of weeks ago of, of uh, you know, the three-way dance at WrestleMania and Cody pinning rock, man, the dirt sheets ran with that one. Uh, and they put the idea, and people like, what a stupid idea. What a stupid idea. What a stupid idea. I'm the first. We we even said in our tweet alternative suggestion. Yeah, I mean, because you you <laughs> have to you have to because everybody's assuming right now that it's either going to be Cody or Punk that wins the Royal Rumble. There has to be other factors that come into play here. I tell you, I tell you, who's another factor that uh, basically threw his hat into the mix to come into play, and that's Gunther. Yes, I mean. Yep. Th- The possibilities for this year's WrestleMania are endless. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? I talk pro wrestling, and I play rock and roll. Yeah! Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. It's Wednesday! You know what that means! The only place to party is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation 156 and on the SXM app. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. February 10th is uh, LaGreca's Laminated List Live. I know when you go to Ticketmaster, you just see a picture of a stage, but uh, it is uh, LaGreca's Laminated List Live, and uh, you wouldn't know it, but Bully, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Tasha Steele, Sam Roberts, my brother Don. My brother my brother Don, by the way, Bully, because he called me the other night. He's like, what do you want me to do on this show? Like, I don't understand what my role is supposed to be. And I said, I just want you to share stories of growing up with me. And he has tremendous stories as far as, like, just me being a wrestling fan and some of the stupid shit that I did. Uh, so, so basically, we're going to get the Don LaGreca segment of the Dave LaGreca roast. Yes, pretty much, we, okay. which we weren't able to get at the roast. But I, but I am putting a laminated list together, and since I have you and Tommy and Mark and Tasha, I'm putting together uh, the quintessential LaGreca laminated list of top 10 most influential wrestlers of all time. So I want to ask everybody, like, who was that wrestler that influenced you the most? Whether it was that made you want to get into the ring or as a wrestler who influenced you the most. So I know with you, Bully, and I want to get more of this when we get to February 10th at the Gramercy Theater, I know Terry Funk was a big influence on you. Bam Bam Bigelow was a big influence on you. So I want to hear those stories on February 10th. And then uh, Mark Henry is actually going to be doing stand-up comedy uh, on February 10th. He's going to kick it all off with uh, a stand-up routine. So this is something that Mark always wanted to do. So I'm giving him the opportunity to do stand-up comedy at the Gramercy Theater on February 10th. I'm looking forward to Mark's stand-up. What if we also did karaoke? I mean, sure. I mean, you know, let's see what we could do, okay? I mean, what more? <laughs> this, this, you don't know, Bully, seriously, the amount of stress I'm under with this show because it's something, it's just me. You know, usually when we do our Busted Open shows, it's Sirius XM. This is me and then a, a great fan of the show. His name is Christian, who works with Live Nation. He's been amazing. A uh, tremendous person who's, who really reached out to me to put this show together. But, you know, it's a lot. You know, from back in ECW days, when you're promoting a show and you're putting a show together, there's a lot that goes into it. So uh, I'm really looking forward to February 10th. Again, 
LaGreca's Laminated List live at the Gramercy Theater. Tickets available now at Ticketmaster.com. And you and Tommy and Mark are so good to me because if you get a VIP ticket, which there's still some VIP tickets available, you get a photo op with me and all the guests. So I appreciate all you guys are doing for me on February 10th. And I think this will be a little bit more personal than our Christmas party. Because with the Christmas party, we just it was kind of like a line of people afterwards. We took some pictures. We said hello, but we kind of had to get through everybody. I think this will be as personal interacting-wise as the raw viewing party that I threw, which I hung out with everybody. I think we are just going to wind up hanging out with the whole nation as soon as the show is over. Already a lot of people are saying, all right, where are we going after? Like a lot of people already saying like, you know, where are we, go- where are we going after the Gramercy? Sapphires. <laughs> well, uh, the lovely Violetta will be with me, so I I don't know about that. But um, perfect. <laughs> and my mom, my mom has <laughs> never, my mom has never gone to uh, any of my live perform. Never gone to any of the shows. Never gone to any live performances. I got her a front row seat right in the front. So I'm 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 actually kind of nervous to be able to do this show in front of my mom. A lot of people. And I'm so glad. Like I, I think, I think, bully. If I'm not mistaken, we've sold about a hundred tickets so far. Uh, we still have like uh, just about a month before we get to February 10th. So yeah, we sold we sold about a hundred tickets so far. So I'm looking forward to being in front of that New York City crowd on February 10th. I'm positive that the entire busted open nation would never let us, but more importantly, you down. So if you're listening to us right now. Get your tickets. Come on out February 10th. I guarantee you we're going to have a good time. Yeah, so go to Ticketmaster.com, LiveNation.com right now. Get yourself a ticket. Still VIP tickets. And if you have a VIP ticket, you get a photo op with everybody. Um, I want to go, speaking of the nation, what do you say we go out to the Busted Open Nation? Hey, why don't we do something cool for anybody who buys a ticket within the next two hours? Well, I don't, but but here's the thing. I I, I won't know who's going to buy a ticket. All they got to do is the buy the ticket two... screen cap and send it to you on the old Twitter machine. All right. You know what I'll do? This is what I'll do for anybody that buys a ticket right now. And I don't care if it's two people or a hundred people. I will make the laminated list of the top 10 most influential wrestlers. I will make them a copy of the laminated list. And I will have everybody who's a part of the show that night to sign it. Sounds cool. Yeah. So, and if so, if you buy a ticket right now, go to Ticketmaster.com, go to LiveNation.com, buy a ticket right now, screenshot it. Um, I will follow you so that we can follow each other so I can DM you. And then uh, I will make sure you get a an official laminated list and have it signed by everybody who's a part of the show that night. That's pretty cool, right? That's very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um. Yeah, it's going to be an emotional night for me. So uh, I think. Uh, but February wait, 10th- there's more. If you call right now, not only will you get one laminated side list, we'll throw in another one for absolutely free. <laughs> yeah, I'll do top ten greatest wrestlers of all time too. <laughs> and then Tommy told me because you know Tommy, Tommy said he's got uh, merchandise that he's just going to give away to anybody cool. that comes out on February 10th. So. You know, so thank you for that. 
So Mark's going to do stand-up. Tommy's giving away merchandise. Me just being there is a big deal. So, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, you just just be in there. But I want a big house because I want a big house. You'll you'll understand this, Bully. I want a big house because, man, it's it's my mom is going to be there and my brother. My brother's never got – my brother has not gone to any of our live shows either. You know, God forbid he went to my Hall of Fame ceremony. My God, geez, Louise. So th- it'd be you know. fun to have Don there. I, I listen. I think I think it's we're going to be fine. I think we'll have a a strong house and we're going to have a great time. And as the weeks get closer, maybe we up the ante a little bit. Maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> well, maybe, who knows? Maybe Violetta will make some pierogies on February tenth. A free pierogi for everybody. You've heard the story about about uh. Did you hear what Heyman did? Heyman pulled a Kaufman. Was it Andy Kaufman who bought like chocolate chip cookies for the whole audience? He, I, I believe he, like, I believe for one of his shows, it was chocolate chip cookies and hot chocolate. Okay. Heyman did something years ago where I think he bought like Chinese food for I was, the whole audience. I, I, I was there at that show. It was Jim, Jim Ross did a, uh, one of his, um, like one man shows. He did it at a comedy club in New York. I was the MC. So I was the MC that night. Paul Heyman was his special guest. And uh, Paul Heyman bought Chinese food for everybody that was in attendance at the club. It was a more intimate, like, it was a more intimate club. But still, there there had to be, you know, close to 100 people in that comedy club. And Paul Heyman bought Chinese food for everybody that was in attendance. Maybe I'll buy a shot for everybody who comes there. We'll do the the world's largest busted open social, like a like one big toast one in front big of toast. everybody. Yeah, could you imagine four hundred busted open nation members strong? All of us, one huge toast. I'd want to be a part of that. If I was a fan listening right now and I heard that was going on, I want to be a part of it. Boy, boy, you really, you really have done a really good job of promoting this February 10th show at the Gramercy Theater in New York City. LaGreca Laminated List Live. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com right now. Get your VIP ticket. You get a free photo op with all the guests. Thank you for uh, you doing know what, that. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm <laughs> going to do? What? Just for you. I'm. This is what I'm going to do. Anybody who, who, who buys a ticket within the next two hours and proves it, by putting their proof of purchase up on social media that they bought it today. Not only do they get the signed list, not only do they get the follow from you, you know what I'm going to do for you, buddy? What are you going to do, bully? I'll give them a personal phone call today. No. Yes. I'll call them on the phone. All they got to do is slide into the busted open DMs and leave their name and number, and I'll call them. Listen, I'm not talking to you for half an hour. But I'll call you. I'll rap at you for a little while. Boom, done. See you. Bye. Personal wow, phone call from me if they buy their tickets right now. This is Tommy Dreamer. If you're looking to see and hear Busted Open, then subscribe to the Busted Open podcast on YouTube. Be hardcore. Take them both. Formerly Dana Brooke, but forget about that. We got the new chapter in the. Ash by Elegance joins us right now on Busted yes. Open. Thank you. Here I am. Good. No, it honestly was such an amazing feeling being in Vegas, being at, you know, TNA wrestling, hard to kill, 
walking out into an amazing, amazing arena with watching the Knockouts Division title match with Jordan and Trinity. It was such a great, great feeling to make my presence be known at such an amazing, amazing event. Ash, you have to bring me up to speed on your name. Ash by Elegance. Correct. Where did you come up with it? What does it mean? So Ash by Elegance is a different side of me, but I try and live my life every single day as being super elegant. Elegant is a word, but I feel like has a variety and many multiple meanings of it. Um, it's classiness, it's elegant, it's beautiful. It just means so much that I'm definitely gonna bring that element into the ring and show everyone what class and elegant truly means. Are you a part of TNA wrestling right now? Oh, uh. the big question, right? Uh, what I will say is definitely keep your eye out and do not miss an episode of TNA wrestling going forward. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll, All right. We'll, I'm digging we'll, it. We'll be Am watching. I on your toes. Okay. We'll be watching every Thursday night, but. How Tommy feel... hasn't been able to touch his toes in years. Oh, come on now. <laughs> what? Not... What? what? Why? Why I know it's not again? nice, but it's true. We can't bend over. Anyway, but, back to... <laughs> but Ash, I mean, how does it feel, too? Because, you know, obviously you did a lot with your former name, Dana Brooke. Now going to Ash, your name, you know, the, the name that people know from outside of your career in pro wrestling with your fitness career and your bodybuilding career. Like, you've you put in a lot of work. So how does it feel to have this... I, I can't even say new persona because it's truly who you are. So how does it feel? How does this whole transition feel for you? It feels honestly natural. And that's something that I want it to be is natural. I want to be who I am every single day. I don't want to play a character for many, many years. I was definitely giving different roles and I would take the ball and I would go with it and run with it. But this is an opportunity for me to embrace my true self, what I believe and bring it to the ring. Um, and it feels truly amazing. Again, when anybody gets released from a company that they have been with for quite some time, it's like a bomb, you know, hits them. But I am, I'm a person that I'm a go-getter. I'm a hustler. And I, I didn't sit there and be like, oh my God, this is over with. I was like, okay, what's next? What is next for me and how do I go out there and how do I go and get it? And I knew um, that I didn't want to stop wrestling. I wanted to keep going. And I knew that this was as one door closes, another opens. And I truly believe that TNA is the perfect fit for me. And going forward, when I am watching, you know, TNA wrestling, I believe that the knockouts division is a group of such badass wrestling. I mean, it is hardcore wrestling. And so many people within WWE for the past 10 years, you know, social media could be a great thing, but it can also be a very negative thing. And people are like, oh my God, she's just another pretty face. She, you know, is the model type. She's the blonde in WWE. It's like, no, I truly know what I'm capable of doing. And TNA is going to let me show that side of myself and, uh, and the potential that I have, I'm going to bring to the knockouts division. I, I promise you that. Ash, last week we spoke with Nick Nemeth, formerly Dolph Ziggler. We spoke with AJ Francis, formerly Top Dollar. Um, 
and the word that we were discussing was freedom. And so let me ask you, when did that sense of freedom hit you? When were you able to The moment I got the call. I'm not going to lie to you. It was the moment I got the phone call. And I will never forget, it was Thursday that I received the phone call. And previously from, you know, I'd say that Monday or Tuesday, I had gotten a call that I was going to be booked for a pay-per-view for NXT. So when I had got that phone call, it was a bit of confusion at first. I'm like, wait a second. I was just told I'm working Sunday. But you know what? It's fine. Because I felt a sigh of relief and freedom. Like, I can't describe this feeling of, like, a weight lifted off of my shoulders of, like, wow, I can control my own destiny. And that was something that I was battling with for quite some time because I felt as though like, man, in my entire life, ever since I was a little girl, I was controlling my destiny. If I wanted to take gymnastics to that next level, I did. Fitness and bodybuilding, if you don't bust your butt, you're not gonna get the results that you want. And I you know, was grinding, 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 grinding. And then I got to a point within WWE, which is an amazing, amazing platform to inspire and touch millions of people around the world. But you're like this, you're controlled and you cannot explore freedom. And that's something that I was earning for. Like I was just, I, I wanted that control of I control my own destiny. I wanna get out there and I want to empower women women on my own and not be told hey you're booked to go here this weekend you have a dot on your calendar you you have to go here you have to do this this is what you're doing on tv this is what you're doing on this appearance you needed an nxt and i got comfortable and i feel as though that was the scary thing of coming out of all of this was man okay, this is really happening and um, I need to go and get it. And it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, my parents are very close with my family and they're like, Ash, you're gonna make it. Do not think that WWE defines you as a person because it doesn't. You define yourself. And that really touched me. And from that moment that I got the call, I felt freedom and you best believe it, after I hung up the phone, I started, you know, getting on it and hustling to see where was the best fit for me because I knew it was not the time to hang up my boots and WWE was not going to be the one to tell me when I'm stopping my career. So TNA was the perfect fit. It was everything that I was looking for. Um, top, talking with Tommy Dreamer and Gail Kim was like the best and they made me feel like, this is the place to be. This is where I can explore freedom and opportunity all in one. Ash, I was kind of surprised when I heard your name being one that was being released because since you moved to NXT, you were used a lot. Like you said, you were going to be a part of their next premium live event. Like I know how you felt once you got the phone call, but was it a shock to you that you got that phone call since there are times that you were being used a lot and there are times that you weren't being used at all. That was a time where you were being used a lot. So was that a surprise that that call came when it did? I'm going to be honest with you. And I've never said this before ever. And it's hard for me to, 
to come out here and say it, I felt like it was coming. I really truly felt like my time was towards the end. And I went down to NXT and I was trying to rebrand myself. And, you know, Scotty was in my corner and he was shocked when he received the news as well, too, because I went down to NXT to rebrand myself, but also help the new generation and the, the new group of women that were coming up. And I felt like that was my place to help these women and help them move forward while rebranding myself, which I was completely fine doing. But on the flip side of it, I'm like, man, I've been here for 10 years, 11 years, and I'm never going to feel like I am that girl, like ever. So I need to start reprogramming my mindset of what if this happens? And that's what I started doing as I started thinking to myself, what's next? What other opportunities are out there? And what a lot of people do not know that I feel that are in WWE is there's a land of opportunity out there. There is so much potential and so much that you can do if you just allow yourself to let go and move forward. Because, you know, I'm a perfect example of it. I, I wasn't a wrestler before WWE. There's so many people out there that have explored the indies, that have explored other options, and their goal was WWE. I first started in WWE not knowing that there was an outside world of wrestling, and now I'm exploring that option, and I have to say it is the best feeling to go out there and control your own destiny. Wow. Ash, uh, wrestler talk here. Wrestler to wrestler. Yeah talking amongst the boys now. And, you know, that's a compliment when we refer to the women as the boys because we're all one big happy family. Of course. If we were to see you in TNA wrestling, what would we see different from you in ring than we were seeing from you in the WWE? You're going to see drive and determination and a side of me that, people haven't seen. Like I had mentioned, you know, before to people in the locker room when I was at TNA, I said I was never given the opportunity to show my true potential. The one match that I did that I really felt like I opened up was one of my last matches was the kendo stick match. And then a match after that um, with the champion where I really was able to bring out a different side of aggression and passion and things that I felt like I was held back from because I was working 90 second matches and you know, Bubba, you know, just as much as I, what can you do within that 90 seconds? But besides tell the story that you're given to tell the story with. And I feel as though TNA is going to let me explore this side of me of who I truly am. And I, I want to go the limits. I was the girl that when we were putting matches together within WWE that I was like, I want to do this. I want to go high flying. I want to dive on, uh, you know, onto a table. I want to hit, uh, be hit in the back with a chair. I, and they were like, no, 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 let's settle down. We won't get there. You know, we'll, we'll build to it. We'll build to it. But I was the one that was me, put me in coach, you know, here I am. I'll do this. I'll do that. And, you know, TNA is the place that I will be able to do it. It's hardcore and I'm ready for it. And that's so exactly what I want to do. 
So brutal honesty, what happened? Why weren't you given opportunities? If you were volunteering and you had to drive and you wanted it so bad, why weren't you given a real shot? I honestly think they didn't believe in me. You know, producers, um, TJ was a very big advocate for me. And he would always be like, Dana can do it. Dana can do it. Dana can do it. And it just, it wasn't happening. And I wasn't that girl. I wasn't the girl that they were trying to push to that next level. It was the one that I was always given to take the pinfall. And I was okay with it, thinking in my mind, okay, there's going to be a shot. There's going to be that next time. And there just never was that next time. Um, you know, I, I fought so hard. I'll never forget this. And I think it was 2019, 18 or 19 in the Money in the Bank match, where I wanted to hang from the briefcase and swing from it and fall and a pile of girls catch me. And they're like, no, 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 that's a little too dangerous. Don't worry. I'm like, do not know I was at, I was in gymnastics for 18 years and the bars are this high. And I would do, you know, double backflips and layouts off, out from underneath the bars. Like, I promise you I'm okay. Like I just let me do it. And I, and it's, it will be a wow factor. And I just don't think that they have the confidence in me. Um, well, now you have another opportunity and, you know, you show up at hard to kill during that championship matchup, you know, with your back background in fitness and bodybuilding is one of the attractions to TNA for you. Is it Jordan Grace seeing what she does in her background? You guys are very, very similar. Is, is Jordan Grace one of the reasons why you're looking at TNA? I love Jordan. I have watched her actually, you know, as people say, oh, she probably doesn't watch other, you know, different wrestling promotions. I've ha had my eye on Jordan because of her fitness background and seeing where she started and how she is now. She's a powerhouse. And, you know, people would refer me to back in the day as Beth Phoenix is a powerhouse. But Jordan is the definition of powerhouse. She's strong. She is athletic. She has a beautiful build to her. Um, I definitely would love to share the ring with her 100% in the future, but I definitely want to get through, through a couple other girls um, to earn that title shot. I want to show the world that I can do it and work myself up to that to that level. Um, you know, Trinity, she was a coworker of mine back in WWE and I love the progression she had made. And she was actually one of the girls I had spoken with, um, you know, before making an appearance on TNA. And she's like, girl, this is the place for you. She's like, you have so much untapped potential that TNA will be able to bring it out in you. And another person that I had spoken with too was Mickey James. And Mickey was like, this is the place. She's like, you know, Ash, you have so much potential and TNA is going to bring it out of you. And it's, you have a locker room of badass women to perform with. Other than being very goal-driven and the drive and wanting to prove yourself, can you tell us something specifically when it comes to your in-ring or your promos that the fans or even me and Dave just don't know about you and you cannot wait for the people to see? To be honest with you, put a mic in my hand and I'm I'm genuine. I'm real. Like, you know, people play characters on TV and this Ash by Elegance is truly me. This is who I'm going to be. This is everything to me. This is one last shot. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I am, you know, 35 years old, 
grizzled from gymnastics to fitness to wrestling for 10 years. And I want to pour everything, my heart and soul into that ring. I truly feel as though I can bring the athleticism to the division. I am strong. I'm a high flyer. I'm, I literally like to call myself a badass because I will take a shot no matter if it's in the ring, outside of the ring, wherever it may be. Like I am, I'm hardcore. And that's a different side of me that not everybody sees. They think I'm just a pretty face, blonde hair, you know, a knockout, but I'm really ready to bring it to the table and not just, you know, scurry away or lay on my back one two three i'm i'm really gonna bring it and bring the best side of me that no one has seen yet and and seeing you at hard to kill and again that was a great crowd at hard to kill this past saturday like it does show you the strength and the health of the world of wrestling outside of the wwe so i'm glad that you have this freedom but i think you have the confidence in yourself that hey there's so much more to accomplish here and and listen ash i mean you were with the WWE for a decade. That's a long time. Like to be able to say that you were in that company for ten over ten years. There's very few performers that can say that. Honestly, that shows you how good you are that you were able to stay with the company for that long. No, and thank you so much. I mean, I I have nothing bad to say about WWE because they gave me that platform and they gave me multiple different characters to play, and I felt like I played them to my best ability that they had wanted from me but never gave me an opportunity to really express myself ever. The closest it was with, was with that 24 seven title because I wanted to change and rebrand that title for like a women's mid card title or, you know, the 24 seven title was how I truly try and live my life every single day from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, but they just never gave me that opportunity uh, to do that. WWE was a great place, but again, you, you're very controlled there and it's a pen and paper that controls your destiny. Whereas other different wrestling promotions such as TNA wrestling, yep. they let you explore and you get to go out there and show the world what you possibly can do. Dave, <laughs> the power of the pencil. Yep, that's it. Yeah. It really is. Bubba, it you really... know. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully <laughs> after 30 years, I learned something. <laughs> well, well, Ash, thank you so much for the time. We'll be tuning in uh, to TNA Wrestling every Thursday night to find out uh, if you're going to make TNA your home. And good luck in this next stage, in this next chapter in your journey. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.